Hello and welcome to Heart in Art, the podcast that connects people through creativity. I'm your host, Danny Vanderbrook, a Hong Kong-based writer and teacher of world literature. I'm excited to be here and to share the many voices of our enthusiastic and rich art scene here in Hong Kong. Each week, we deal with a philosophical question related to the arts and explore the thoughts of our guests in relation to their own craft. In this third episode, we explore the relationship between multiple mediums and the creative process by asking, why do so many artists work in multiple mediums? So today we're joined by Boris Burgess, founder and creative director of Medium Rare, a Hong Kong-based visual production company specializing in film, photography, and social media. Boris is also a visual artist. His most recent exhibit was called Psychedelia at the Hive. Welcome, Boris. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me, Danny. I'm yeah. very excited and grateful to um, be a part of this podcast. Oh, it's great to have you here. Tell us a little bit about your work then, about Medium Rare and, and also your other projects. Sure. So um, perhaps I'll start with Medium Rare first. Okay. So Medium Rare is a creative agency, which I founded nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And essentially it is uh, visual storytelling for uh, commercial clients. Okay. So it applies to video, photography, branding. Essentially, we try and tell the story of a product or service for a client through compelling imagery and um, storytelling. Yeah. So that's kind of the commercial side of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I first started in yeah. terms of my creative output. In addition to that, I've also um, been a filmmaker, so I've done short films in Hong Kong. I produced, directed, and starred in a comedy web series called oh. The Expats, oh, wow. which was a okay. satirical take on expat culture. Mm-hmm. So I had that web series for three years. In addition to that, I'm now doing visual art, which mm-hmm. is what I've done for the last two and a half years. So that's kind of an evolution of my creative output and the mm. different types of uh, media that I work in. I'm, I'm interested in the web series. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I mean, being an expat and living in Hong Kong, you have certain observations of expat life and the types of people that you interact with sure. on a daily basis. Yeah. And so I was developing all these insights and observational material. Mm-hmm. And because I always had like a comic sensibility you know, loving sketch comedy in Australia and growing up, idolizing a lot of uh, sketch comedy comedians and shows. I really wanted to translate everything that I had observed in Hong Kong and Hong Kong expat life and kind of package it in a web series format where we could really, um, yeah, satire a lot of the things that happen in Hong Kong. I think there are a lot of recognizable archetypes you could play on there for sure. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get from from that into medium rare? What happened in between? (laughs) So I started off in Hong Kong doing video production, Mm -hmm. and that has been an interest of mine since I was 12. So I started making short films with my Mm. father's Handycam. Um, When I was 13, I'm pretty sure the first generation of iMovie, a video editing software, came out. So that was really um, exciting because now I could edit the footage that we were filming yeah. into sequences and into short films. Mm-hmm. So I've been you know, shooting, filming and editing since a very young age. At my high school, there was a um, school film competition, which mm-hmm. I used to yeah. submit work into every year. Okay. So I was always into the habit of writing, producing, directing, acting, collaborating with friends. Mm-hmm. And it's been a passion of mine since a young age. Um, and when I was kind of at university and going into the working world, I thought, 
is there any way that I can monetize this? And I always enjoyed video production. So, you know, video production has a mm. great commercial application. So sure. that's how I started. Mm. And then when I was doing video work in Hong Kong, I'd find that I did a lot of fashion work. Oh, wow. So I found that the video work that we did sometimes didn't necessarily complement the photography and also the other work that they were doing. So yeah. I thought, well, in order to create a more meaningful, cohesive story for the client, sure. why don't we translate that idea into video, photography, branding, and other type of media, uh, just so there's that consistency of storytelling. So that's why I started to get into other aspects of production. Sure, because your co-founder is Priscilla yes. of PIA. Yes, my lovely wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she is um, such an important part of the business from concept, creative, producing, styling. She's got yeah. a fashion background. So we collaborate not just on fashion projects, but all different types of um, projects as well. It's, it's nice that you're able to bring together those different elements as well. Mm. So the filmmaking came first. And what made you branch out into the visual art then? Yeah, so the visual art side of what I do has been something completely new in the last mm -hmm. two and a half years. And I think one of the motivating factors for that was with film and commercial work, you're working sure. in digital formats. And so I wanted to do, to do something that was tactile and physical. Yeah. So I think filmmaking is more of an intellectual collaborative process, whereas visual art is physical and yeah. it's immediate. And mm -hmm. so I really enjoyed the immediacy of visual art as well as um, exploring ideas in a more abstract manner. Not to say that you can't do that in film, yeah, but of course, um, yeah. I wanted to do something that was tactile and tangible. Yeah, and I think that's really important as an artist and, and have something there that's physical. Mm. It makes me think of a friend of mine. She's an architect. Mm. And she says, actually, she started to go more into designing furniture and things like that because... She spends so much time thinking about things in abstract terms, whereas what she actually wants to be doing is that that physical hands-on. Mm. Tell us a little bit more about your visual art then. How would you describe your style? Okay, so I describe the style as modern tribal. Oh, okay, yeah. So what I mean by that is I've always been inspired by tribal art. Mm. So, and the emphasis on the spiritual aspects of tribal art, yeah. the ritual of uh, creating, but also the purpose of art within those cultures and how it functions yeah. um, as a spiritual element. So that has always inspired me. And then I guess the modern part is, in terms of the work, it's filtered from a modern point of view, as well as perhaps a modern symbolism to a certain extent, and then the colors that I use, as well as the different types of reclaimed media that I use. So everything that I use materials that I discover on the streets of Hong Kong yeah. and are recycled. So I'll walk down the street, find a piece of wood, some aluminium sheeting, something that makes me curious. And that's typically Great. the starting point mm. for the piece and serves as the canvas. And I like reclaim media because there's a history there. There's already an aura. There's already like a patina yeah. that yeah. you don't get if it's just, you know, a shiny, clear canvas from an art store. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually, that kind of energetic imprint on it. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's basically 
a more highbrow version of upcycling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you think that in the making of these pieces, it is a part of spiritual development? Or... I, I definitely think so. Um, for me, it's allowed me to, um, I guess, explore the unconscious in a healthy way. It's yeah. also therapeutic in terms of if you're going through something uh, and you're trying to make sense of it. I think mm. art is a therapeutic way to do that. Definitely. I think it's a great energetic release. Mm. Um, and that could be the whole range of emotions. It doesn't necessarily have to be anger or sadness and be different things. And then it's very meditative as well. I yeah. feel present when I'm doing it. And I think what I experience when I'm doing art, not necessarily in the other types of media, is I don't have an ego investment in the outcome. Yeah. I'm generally invested in the present moment. I don't care about the outcome or the destination. And I can say that honestly. Yeah. You know, with film yeah. and other things I've done, I have an ego investment and perhaps I'm even a bit self-conscious. Yeah. With the art, there's no self-consciousness. Mm. That's a really nice point. I mean, recently I, I went to a tryout art jam with some friends yeah. and though I would say that in some areas I do have some artistic talent mm. certainly not when it comes to canvas and, and uh, oil painting yeah. but it makes me think of what you just said I had no investment in the end product mainly because you know <laughs> I was with some more established visual artist anyway but the process of it was quite a cathartic thing and it was just enjoyable that state of consciousness yeah so what do you make of the relationship between those forms and mediums that you use? Do you think that the filmmaking in any way feeds into your visual art or the process of it or vice versa? Yeah, I think film and visual art are both quite different. Right? Mm. And the reason for that is film, you are dependent on many different things. You're uh, dependent on collaboration and people and man, the people that you have to work with. Yeah. Um, you're dependent on technology. You're dependent on the whole process and formal process of making a film. Yeah. Uh, even if you're doing something a bit out there, you still have a formalised process that you have to adhere to to get something done. And then you're also dependent on budgets. Um, so in that sense, it's a externalised process because you, your vision has to be manifested externally th through so many different things yeah whereas yeah. for me visual art is an independent process which is more internal so it's more of a manifestation of your internal state whereas with film the struggle is and i think the ego gets mm. involved because you have an idea and a vision and story however there's so many obstacles sure in your yeah. way to communicate that well it depends how you view it maybe some people view it as opportunities but it can be very complex and it takes a lot of time to translate your vision or to, other to other people mm. and visual art for me it's immediate yeah it's almost this process of reification separating you from the end product whereas it goes back to the idea of the immediacy doesn't it mm. of you having like more more control over the output yeah do you think that other mediums that you've worked in feed one part of your soul more than another? Um, I think it's interconnected in the sense that if you have a breakthrough in one area, a creative breakthrough, yeah. it can have resonances, positive resonances in another area. Mm. So, for example, I um, do these acting workshops yeah. in Hong Kong. There's a great acting 
teacher, Jean Hartman, who comes to Hong Kong twice a year. Okay. I've been doing her workshops for five years. And I had creative breakthroughs. Yeah. Um, and that was helpful because it allowed me to become more comfortable in being uncomfortable and also doing what is required in a scene mm. to go somewhere emotionally where usually I'm perhaps inhibited or hindered. So I really had to break down those barriers yeah. um, and break down those fears of being judged and also getting quote unquote dirty in the scene. So like going there emotionally. Yeah. So when I started to become more comfortable with that and kind of do what is required to do a good performance, that opened up so many other areas, especially with the visual art. Yeah. And then yeah. also it helped me with my communication too. So how I communicate with actors or performers is much more empathetic because I've done it myself. There's also that process of communication that goes through you presenting the visual art. You mentioned something about your first visual art installation. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because that was very much about the communication aspect. Yeah, so I had been doing visual art for perhaps a year, mm -hmm. and I wanted to showcase the work to a public audience, but I did it by invite only to my studio, and okay. it was called The Cave Tour. Yeah. So basically, it would be four people at a time would come to my studio at night. Mm -hmm. They had no um, information in terms of what to expect. They all had to turn their phones off, and they essentially, I kind of framed it as, you know, they were going back in time to a, a primitive time before you know, modern communication, and this is the first time that they've ever seen art before. Mm. So they had no preconceived notions, no cultural filters, okay. and yeah. they had to put that close that they were, um, had to close their eyes, they came inside the cave, <laughs> and it was fully dark, yeah. and I had um, ambience, cave-like ambience, and then they had to open their eyes, and then I had a torchlight, and so would take them on a tour of the cave. And so it became an experience, mm. an experiential process for them, and I would essentially allow them to explore the cave. And so I think that was a really fun and interesting way of framing the art, but also communicating on a personal level the meaning behind the art too. Yeah, I think that immersive experience is really important. Mm. And the context in which you come across the art is so important, even to the extent where I th whether we view something as a piece of art or not. Yeah, precisely. You know, I thought yeah. about this example. There was a, a modern art gallery in my town of origin, uh, Newcastle. There was a, an art piece and it, it looked like an old mattress stood against the wall but mm. it, it was essentially something that the artist had made by hand mm. from scratch and it took on a whole new yeah a whole new meaning yeah, yeah totally that's and that's such a um such an important aspect of how you communicate what you do yeah. and from the commercial work and branding work it's very similar in the sense that especially nowadays sometimes it's not so important what you do or the substance of what you do it's mm. how you communicate it in an ideal world you want great communication and storytelling backed up with great substance and intention yeah. um, however you, know, you see on social media if you can communicate well that's 90 percent of the job yeah. executed 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's quite a sad thing, I think. <laughs> I know, it is. <laughs> In some respects. <laughs> so, we're running out of time, unfortunately. That went um, by fast. Yeah, it did, right? It really did. <laughs> well, these questions are, are pretty deep. Yeah. We could talk about them for yeah. a lot of time. So, tell us more. Where can we find your visual work? I actually had a colleague of mine say today, Oh, I know Boris. His work's in the Ovolo Hotel. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm a fan. That's, <laughs> that's what great. somebody said. So that's great. I know that that's one place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find my work um, primarily online. Okay. So my website, it's boris.ltd, Boris Limited. Okay. Um, and then you can also find uh, my the commercial side of my work on uh, mediumrare.com. Yeah, and so those are the two main places, as well as social media too. Okay, great. And obviously we'll post some links to your work on the Heart and Art Facebook page as well. Fantastic. So thank you so much. My pleasure. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. (laughs) Hopefully I wasn't too boring for your audience. (laughs) I don't think you were. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's my opinion. Yeah, know. (laughs) Thanks. The idea for episode three came to me because... After writing, um, working on a novel actually for the best part of five years, I then decided to start writing short stories, poetry, and then more recently this podcast. And I think it was because I desired a, a sense of completion which is something that I haven't had in the course of of writing the novel. Sure, I've had a, a very good friend of mine and publisher, writer friend, go through my manuscripts and read my work and show appreciation, which is wonderful. At the same time, it's nice to have a finished product or something which you can sit back and say, I did that. So, I mean, that's an important aspect. And for me also, I find that when I work on multiple projects, it's not as if the creative influence or the ideas are taken away from me. I actually find the opposite of that. There's like this burgeoning effect. Almost the more you give, the more you get, which is a wonderful thing because it's like a flowering of inspiration where depending on which form you're working in, working on or which medium you're working with, you can cross over, which is something I think Boris was talking about today. For me also, you know, words can't evoke all experience. As much as I love to work with words, I can fully see why people choose to work with images in terms of photography or in terms of film. I think also something that Boris touched on was the way in which creation emboldens you to try new things which you're not so familiar with. So he talked about it in the context of his acting uh, and acting practice and the way in which that had grown his confidence to sit with discomfort. And I think for me, being able to go in and and have fun painting, even though I know I'm not very good at it. And more recently I started drawing again and I'm not doing it for any particular outcome. I'm doing it because I thoroughly enjoy the process. And I think that's something we lose a lot of when we work in, when when we're in the working world or a corporate environment, we're constantly placed in this position where we're forced to look towards an end product or backwards plan and look to the future. And I think the wonderful thing about art and something that came up today is that the process and an enjoyment and an immersion in that process, whether as the creator or the audience, are so important.
If you'd like to join in the discussion, have questions or comments, please post on our Facebook wall at fb.me forward slash heart in art 2019. If you love art and would like to take part in the show, contact us at m.me forward slash heart in art 2019. I've been your host, Danny Vanderbrook. Thank you for listening and see you next time.